Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, a show that shares stories to help you become an educated sport card investor and maximize those gains. Of course, as always, I am Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card investor and collector, and professional wrestling fan. As I record this, it is America's birthday. We are sitting at July 4th, and I have had a hell of a morning, let me tell you. It is really, really hot here in Indianapolis, as I'm sure it is across the U.S., specifically in the Midwest. It is a burner. I luckily got out in the morning early. I could tell as I was finishing my run that it was going to be a really hot day. Long run, came back, soaking wet, showered, forgot that my wife had a little bit of a house project that she wanted to work on, and it was an outdoor project. So it involved concrete mixing, it involved power drills, you name it, I think we try to find a balance between each other's interests and hobbies and we try to help each other out whenever we can. I guess it's a little bit of give and take and compromise. That is what marriage is all about. While I have sports cards and professional wrestling, she's got making our house look really great. So I do appreciate that. And however I can help in the process, I will do. But with that being said, I feel like George Costanza, and I feel like my shower didn't take. If you, any of my Seinfeld fans out there would get that reference, but man, I have showered twice already. This recording has been a little delayed. I do not have my coffee. We're in the afternoon hour, so I am chugging along on a bang. Shout out to the fine people at Bang Redline. Redline has made energy drink product forever. They're behind the genius of Bang. What's up, Bang people out there? If anyone knows anybody from Bang, Drop into my DMs. I'm enjoying a nice sour heads right now, coursing through my veins. I definitely got some feedback on people who had not tried Bang before, but now are giving Bang a taste, and it's great. And this is a platform where I'm happy to share all things Bang, and I can talk about Bang until um, I'm blue in the face. So it's cool that people are listening to my takes on the sport card market and hobby, and also enjoying the fine product of Bang. I did get some feedback. That Sourheads might not be for everyone, but it is for me, but I get it. There's so many choices and options and flavors, so go check it out, try it out, pick the flavor that's best for you. So yeah, I'm jumping in. We're going to go to my mom and dad's house for a little grill out, talk cards with my brother. It's kind of my life these days, and that's how I get away and talk cards, and it's really fun and nostalgic. Typically, I rock a Hacksaw Jim Duggan vintage t-shirt where he's got the American flag. Everybody knows Hacksaw with the two by four and I can't find it. So I've had just this nonstop day of action that I decided to go a new age and I'm rocking a Cody Rhodes from AEW. Cody's the man. It is an American nightmare flag shirt and it says do the work on the front, which I love Cody. I've been watching him forever. I love that phrase of do the work and Ironically, we're going to be talking about doing the work in this episode. So it's 
a good fit and I'm really excited about it. Typically, as you've you've listened in on this episode, it's crazy how much time has passed. I've been doing this show since April and time has just been flying. And I want to thank everyone first on listening. I get so inspired because each and every week the audience is growing, the numbers are going up, the followers are going up. All of those as those uh, metrics as a marketer that I pay attention to and it really motivates me to continue to keep this running and keep it running at a high clip because I feel like I'm providing something of value to an audience that is giving me feedback and is is engaged. So I really want to thank everyone out there. But from a format perspective on the show, you know, I try to keep a format. Sometimes I go a little all over the place, but I keep that back end to really as a place because that's the content at the back end that I really want you as a listener to think about and consider as you are approaching and navigating the hobby. So that back end today is something that is something that I ranted about this week on social media, something that I really think is important for everybody who's new to the hobby. Even if you've been in the hobby for a while, I think it's really important. So I'm going to leave that for the back half of or the end of the show. And I'm really excited to just share my thoughts on that because I think it's important. At the end of the day, I've said this till I'm blue in the face, more more educated people coming into the hobby, more people will stay in the hobby, more people that stay, the more money all of our cards will hold. And I think that education piece is critical. And I think I've talked about this a lot recently. There's a lot of information and a lot of content coming your way as you're trying to navigate and consume. And so I just want to call some things out that I'm seeing that I just want to make sure that people are aware of. I don't view my role in the hobby and on stacking slabs as a watchdog. That's not what I'm here for. But my role is that I feel where I can add value is to build awareness on certain things that are happening. That is what I do every day of my life as a marketer. And so I have that skill set. I've been doing it my entire career. And so as I see these topics that I think are going to impede the growth of new people entering and staying into the hobby, I'm going to talk about it because I think it's important. And I want to make sure that everybody who's listening to Stacking Slabs, who's engaging with others, is really vigilant and is very thinking very cautiously about what they're consuming and the people that they're engaging with. So I'm not a watchdog. I'm just trying to build awareness. I come across on this podcast, I hope, as someone who's real and authentic. I think that's how you do marketing. That's how you should always do marketing, but that's how you do content. That's how you do marketing. I don't say, I don't talk about topics that I don't know about. I talk about topics that I want to talk about, that I have knowledge on. I would hope that if you met me in in person, if we were at a card show or if we were at a local card store or whatever, the person that you'd meet is the same person that you'd hear on Stacking Slabs. And I really take pride in that. And I take pride in the authenticity of what I produce on this show. But I can't say that for everybody I'm running into in this hobby. I'm not trying to be divisive. I think that's the last thing we need in the hobby or the this country at this point. But again, I'm just trying to bring awareness. So I'm going to dig into that in a little rant that I had earlier in the week. That's what you can expect at the end of this. I think one of the things that I'm really interested in in putting a spotlight on is just this perception of the like it coming to an end and the bubble bursting and 
you can't invest in this player because he's 6'10", or that guy's a receiver, his cards aren't going to hold the value. Like I'm squashing all of that, and you're not going to get that on this show. You know why you're not going to get that on this show? Is because I think we are actively operating in a brand new world in sports cards and in this hobby. Throw out the playbook. Throw out the rules. It doesn't exist, right? Yes, things are going to ebb and flow, and yes, things change, but we are in an unprecedented time, and so you need to act accordingly. If you sit there and you listen to traditionalists talk about what what not to do because this is the way it's been for the last five years, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. I think it's all of our opportunities is to be open and to be vigilant and to be adaptable. If you don't have the adaptability, you are going to sink. You are going to, opportunities are going to pass you by. You're going to be late to trends. It is really on all of us to have our eyes and ears open and be flexible. I think there are some really cool stuff happening in the market that helps facilitate this and helps bring some awareness to the changing dynamics within the market. I think immediately to my conversation with Scott from Starstock, we are in complete alignment. Their mission is what I believe in, and that's why I like that product, because they believe in the fact that There's a lot of new people from Daily Fantasy coming in. People are going to want to trade cards while games are happening. That is the type of environment that we are operating in. So don't listen to people saying this is how it's been for the last, you know, five to 10 years. That it doesn't matter. I view what's happening. I study technology. I work in technology. I studied markets. I've studied several markets for the last 12 years. And this is what I can tell you is that people that are staying course are the people that get passed up. Those are the technology solutions that companies that I'm working for are competing against. My goal always when I'm marketing a new product or a service or a solution is to evaluate what the market is doing and do the complete opposite. Why? Because first and foremost, it starts with gaining attention and you need to gain attention. So I think strategically and vigilantly as I approach my, myself in the hobby as a buyer, seller, collector, I think you really got to throw out the old rule book and you really got to think about what you believe in, what you're passionate about, and consume as much content as humanly possible, but don't let it direct your behavior. I think I talk a lot about personas. One thing that I heard a lot about in the past few episodes and few people that I've talked to is just the persona of the collector. And I just want to double down on that. I think Take the episode with Chris from House of Jordans. That dude is one of the best people in the hobby, straight up, like genuine. He is in it for the right reasons. He's doing things that help all of us out. He is a collector at heart, and he is super passionate about that. You can hear that. And I think that is one thing I don't want to understate is just the collector aspect. I mentioned this again until I'm blue in the face. I try to level up my selling and my the flipping and making money to put it into cards that I want to hold and keep, right? My brother, we were having a conversation and he was talking about just the aspect and dynamics between being a collector and really, you know, aligning yourself with the sport and aligning yourself with specific players. And I think that's so rich and powerful. And, you know, I feel that, I think I put it in a Instagram post this week, but I took a picture of just an obscure Peyton Manning card. It was a PSA 10. It is, you can go back and look at that. It's the most recent post I've, I had on Manning. It's a tops card, but it's right after 
the the card itself escapes me right now, but it's right after the Super Bowl win. And I don't care what that card's worth. I want that card because it represents that moment in time where I feel like as a fan of a player and a fan of a team, I've hit the peak. And that's when the Colts won the Super Bowl. And that card represents that to me. So I think I don't want I don't want anyone listening to the show think that I don't think very thoughtfully and diligently about just the component of being a collector. I think that's the, the at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. And if you're not a collector, then you're probably not going to be in this hobby for a long time. All right, let's talk about sports. There is a lot of crazy stuff going on. And, you know, NFL dropped their schedule, dropped schedules. NBA did I, baseball 60 games. Like, I don't know. It's It seems like there's a lot of positive momentum, but I think still a lot of uncertainty. I'm unsure. I'm being very, very cautious. I'm being very, very hopeful. I think at the end of the day, we just have to hope that whatever decisions are made are in the best interest of the players and the fans and everybody involved. Obviously, it's crazy that stacking slabs has existed in this entire time it's existed. There's been no basketball, no football, and no baseball. It's almost hard for me to believe. So I'm itching to to get back into it. Um, but again, I think we all have to um, just make sure that you're not spending a ton of money on a specific player or a specific team because you think they're going to win the championship or the Super Bowl, this and that. I think it's still, there's some, you got to let time pass a little bit. We're, we're operating in a very, very strange time. But I will say there is opportunities that exist if you manage it appropriately and co- uh, correctly. And one that I want to call out, and I want to shout out this guy. And this guy I would consider is a Stacking Slabs Good Brother. And how would I describe a Stacking Slabs Good Brother? I would describe a Stacking Slabs Good Brother as somebody who is always commenting on posts I'm putting out there, sending me direct messages. And this guy's been there from the jump. So I want to shout out Jay Kenny. You can find him on Instagram at Kenny underscore J. He's a good brother. He's a good dude. We've We've shared some back and forth, but you know, he he knew exactly where I was going with the Victor Oladipo news of Victor not playing. So I can get into so many conspiracy theories about Victor Oladipo not playing. Um, and I don't I don't I'm not sure that's a healthy, but we'll leave that on the table. But this is what I can say. Victor Oladipo not playing, okay? That opens the door for somebody that I've been talking about since I started stacking slabs. Okay, that's Aaron Holiday, right? I have talked till I'm blue in the face about why I think Aaron Holiday is a good buy. Now, with Victor Oladipo not playing, that's going to even open up the door for more minutes and more usage for Aaron Holiday. I have bought Aaron Holiday silvers since I got back into the hobby. I have. Three PSA 10 Aaron Holiday silver slabs right now. I've got a five uh, raw cards. I've got his Prism silver signature card. And when this news came out, I bought about 15 silvers last night. Okay. I bought those silvers last night for 15 bucks. I think the most I paid for one was 18. But to me, it was a no brainer. It was. This kid, I believe in him. This kid's going to get more usage. Silvers for under $20, that's insane. 
So I'm a big believer of Aaron Holiday, and I want people to understand this, and this is a good example of my expectation isn't that Aaron Holiday is going to then fill Victor Oladipo's spot and be in the starting lineup and then score 25 points a game and his cards are going to go through the roof. That's silly. Like, I don't know. The Pacers have a very deep and talented team, and there's options. You've got TJ McConnell. You've got his brother. And so Aaron might not immediately jump into the starting rotation, but I think one thing is for certain, he's the first guy off the bench. And what I've been talking about a lot is his ability to thrive in that Vinny the Microwave Johnson role, instant offense, right off the bench. I think that's what Aaron Holiday is going to do. So again, what I recommend everyone do is pay attention to those players who aren't playing because personal reasons, injury or whatever, and make sure you understand the depth charts behind teams and who are those players that are young, who are waiting for more minutes and opportunity. So I want to shout out to Jay Kenny because he immediately knew where I was going. He slid into my DMs and said, Aaron Holiday. And that's right. I have been jumping all over that. So go check out Aaron Holiday's uh, cards. My expectation is before this drops, they're going to go up a little bit because people are going to catch on. But again, first to market, trying to take give you takes that I think matter and that I think are going to play out and not feed you guys a bunch of stuff that's uninformed. That's not what I want to do. So on the Victor Oladipo front, I will say this because I hate leaving listeners just be like, what is he talking about? Because I know everyone's saying that right now. I love Victor. I will also say as a fan of Indianapolis sports, I saw the greatest leave. I saw Peyton leave. I saw Andrew Luck retire. I saw Paul George get traded just like that. So I have like absolute like I'm open for anything at this point after dealing with all of those as a fan. Victor Oladipo is unbelievable. He's a great community guy. He's a excellent player. I, I, I've, he's got so many ties to Indy with, you know, being from Indiana, he is very active in the community. He's the best. I love Victor, but I think there is some uncertainty with the front office and giving Victor a max based on his injury. I think there's some rub there. I think Victor, thinks he should get a max, which I think probably rightfully so. I think there's a lot of, he's got a year left on his deal. I think there's a lot of teams out all over the place that could want and use a Victor Oladipo and willing to pay him max. So it is less clear for me on Victor Oladipo's future as an Indiana Pacer. And that gives me more reason to want to buy and invest in Aaron Holiday. And again, this isn't investing in Aaron Holiday because I'm looking to make $300 on each card because of the playoffs. He's a long-term investment. If he if he has a knockout performance and is killing it and we the Pacers win a round or two and it's because Aaron Holiday, okay, then maybe I'll talk about selling those cards. But Aaron Holiday is more of a long-term play. I like to talk about nostalgia and business opportunities and just get ready, everybody. Friday's episode is it's gonna rule. I sat down with Mike Summer of Wax Pack Hero and He is the definition of nostalgia and business opportunities, and he's got such a fun process for getting people to understand what's possible on self-funding your buying habits, and it's really great. He's a guy that I have been observing. I think he's very sound. He is in it for the right reasons, and honestly, the power of social media, it started when he Sent, he posted a TikTok video of his Mike Trout Tops Project 2020 being part of a mail truck fire. It's crazy. You're going to have to hear the story. 
but he posted a reaction video of getting the cards back and showing it. And he posted that on TikTok. I was new to TikTok, decided to do my first duet video as a reaction of him showing those cards. That video went viral in the hobby. It's I think it's up to 120,000 views of me doing a reaction to him talking about the cards. So it was fun. It was a good, I had not met him. I reached out to him. We talk, we talk about that video. We talk about TikTok and why we think you should all be on TikTok, but definitely check out that episode on Friday. I hope uh, you uh, learned something from, or had some thoughts regarding my PSA process and my reaction. I am very in tune and I'm very, I've got a ton of cards out in PSA And I really am thinking and trying to work hard on different avenues on how I can get cards back faster. I think that's obviously a pain point for everybody in the hobby, and it sucks. We all want to get our cards slabbed, and we all want to pay the money to do it. So I am working through some subbers, and I am going to document those experiences with those subbers. If you have people that you've worked through and you've had good experiences, let me know. Like Those are things I want to talk about on this show. I want to make sure people have the information at their disposal that allows them to operate as efficiently and effectively. And I think the sub portion, going through a subber is not something that I put a spotlight on yet. And mostly it's because I haven't done it. I'm actively working with Iron Sports Cards through a referral from Sport Card Nation. And it's been a great experience so far. So have had good communication. And I'm going to track those experiences and I'll put them up against, um, you know, just going direct. And hopefully we'll have some good feedback and I can create an entire episode for that. So if you have subbers you like, let me know. Those are definitely things. I'll take those referrals and recommendations all day long. You can follow Stacking Slabs across all of your favorite social media channels. It's rising. I'm getting some new followers. People are sliding into the DMs. I'm having a great time chatting with all of you, so keep that up. Follow me. Tell your friends. The giveaway. It's getting wild. It's getting crazy. It's becoming harder and harder for me to manage the amount of people that are following me across all channels. And so there is going to be a pivot to make it more engaging and more fun. Everybody who's listening and everybody who follows me is still definitely eligible for entry, but I'm going to do something more, a little more exciting. I am going on vacation, not the week that this episode drops, but the next week. Don't you worry. I will have new content that is going while I'm out. I will I will never stop stacking slabs just because I'm on vacation. So I'll be recording early, but there will be new episodes that week. But I'm going to try to think of something creative that I can do for the giveaway while I'm on vacation, still engage with all of you and have a little fun. So that more to come on that. But I have those cards that I've mentioned on all of my episodes. I have a 2019 NFL Prism Cello Pack, a Moseo Cello Pack with the, the pink camo prisms, an optic Fat Pack NFL, and I just added a Hoops Winter Pack from 1819. So pull a, a tray, pull a Luca, who knows? But that's being added to the mix. And I will probably add another pack or two, but we'll stay tuned. There's going to be something fun and creative on that. Content shout outs. Got to love all the content. So House of Jordans, go check out the episode with Jeremy from Sports Card Live and Christina did 
an interview with Sophia Chang of the Tops Project 2020. The episode's really, really good. I Obviously, here's something. I guess if you come on Stacking Slab, you're going to get the shout-outs always. So obviously, I love the House of Jordans team, and the content they produce is something I'm a fan of, so that's why I talk about it. But my biggest takeaway in that episode is Chris and Jeremy talk about overpaying, which I loved. I sat there and just loved it because of everything they talked about and couldn't agree more that I believe it is completely acceptable to overpay for cards if you believe deep down that your the process you went to to forecast that card is sound and it's just that competitive. So I'm a big fan. I'm not a big fan of overpaying, but I think it is acceptable to overpay for cards in certain circumstances. So they chopped that up. Go check that out. It's a great episode. I want to also plug Card Ladder. I know I talked about it, but post-episode, I got a chance to spend more time in Card Ladder. I freaking love it. It is exactly what this hobby needs right now. It is awesome. Their news feed is unbelievable. Like, seriously, like, it is so much fun to wake up every morning and get market analysis based on all the transaction and everything that's going on in the hobby. My friends, this is a team that is dedicated to giving you information that is helpful and going to help you out when you're trying to make buy and sell decisions. I love it. I love the product. And like I said in my conversation with Chris, the reason why I love it, first and foremost, is it's easy to use. You wouldn't believe how many products are difficult. This one's super easy. So go check out Card Ladder. I can't say enough about it. I got to shout out two of my new buddies that I've been engaging with, Jordan and Chris. So Jordan's at Sport Card Analytics and Chris is, there's an underscore in there, but you'll find him. Go search it. And then Chris is at Sport Card PT. And they did a conversation. I'll put it in the show notes. But why I like their conversation is because both of these guys do something that I'm going to talk about a little later is they lean into their superpowers. And I would say Jordan's superpower is the fact that he is an not only a fan of sports and sports card, but very analytical and has a background to back that up. And then Chris, on the other hand, is a physical therapist. So his insight on injuries and how your body works and things that I just I have no concept on and applying that to the sport car market is unfreaking believable. So you gotta you gotta check out that episode on YouTube that they dropped. It's on Sport Card Analytics channel. It is uh, if you go, if you're interested at all in Chumo Kiki, which I know I've talked about Chumo a little bit on this show. There's they talk about him. They talk about Bull Bull. Dylan Windler, I think those are the three that they call out, but they talk about their injuries and what they can expect to happen based on what they're currently being treated for or what they're rehabbing. So awesome episode. Shout out to them. Got a shout out to the exquisite collector on Instagram. My Lord, I'm guessing most of you all have followed a follow exquisite collector of Cena's post, just absurd collection, like straight absurd, like Every time I get on there, my jaw drops on the floor. It is exquisite. It is unbelievable. So shout out. Shout out there. On the wrestling front, we are in the prime time right now of just making me happy on Wednesday night. So the Wednesday night wars are on. It's real. We've got Fighter Fest going on on the AEW side. We've got the Great American Bash going on on the NXT side. And that started this week. It's going to continue next. 
some primary takeaways on the uh, Fighter Fest. Just start top to bottom. Just so much darn fun. I mean, those got like those shows that they're having the match. I got a shout out to uh, Penelope Ford and Sheeta. They might have had the best match on the show, and if you if I saw the card, I'd probably be like, ah, I'm looking forward to that one the less. Those two girls just tore the freaking house down. Love that. Um, you know, the tag match that between Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega versus Best Friends. It was a great match. Hangman and Kenny retained. There's definitely something going on with uh, the re- artist formerly known as The Revival or FTR. Um, I've got some speculations, but I won't get into it here. On the NXT front, my favorite thing that happened last week was Io Shirai, the NXT Women's Champion, face Sasha Banks, the boss, in the main event. And my goodness, what a match. I watched it twice. I've watched the match twice. That's how much I like it. Io Shirai is maybe my favorite women's talent of all time. She just gives me goosebumps. Her whole presentation is just unbelievable. Her in-ring skill, I mean, she makes it look so easy. I'm so bought into her. I love watching her. And Sasha Banks, man, it was fun to see her in an NXT ring again. And man, it was a good reminder of how great she is as well. So go check out. They'll, they'll be on tonight, too, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. But go support some wrestling. All right. I realized last week that I didn't drop any music, which is sucks. And I don't want to do that. But I'm going big on it this week. So. Obviously, there's some crazy stuff going on in the the country and COVID, protesting, everything going on. And I felt like, you know, this was a good opportunity for me to use this platform to take something that I love deeply. And I've talked about collecting records. I buy music. I I support artists and bands. And I felt like this was a good opportunity to share some music of black artists that have, that inspire me, that make me happy, that get me out of bed, stuff I listen to, and stuff I think is important. So what I will be doing for the next month of July, my music recommendations are going to be playlists, and I'm going to have 20 songs for 2020 on each of those playlists. They're going to be black artists from the past, present. They're going to be mixes like a mixtape back in when you're in high school and you got those CDRs where people you know wrote on them. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to drop... I'm going to create playlists on Apple Music. I'm going to create playlists on Spotify. But I want to use this platform for anyone who's listening to me to go in and listen to that music and bring awareness to any artists that you might not know and go support those artists. So I can tell you just the the first playlist has got some older stuff, some newer stuff. It's timely stuff, songs that I think are very, very relevant for what's happening on America. But you know, I, I couldn't start a playlist without my favorite artist at the top of it. So you got Kendrick Lamar, all right, leading off the playlist. So that's a little preview. But I will say there's some artists on there like Empress of. She's just a beautiful soul. I love everything she does. Uh, JS Ondera, he's just got an amazing story moving from Kenya, I believe, to Minneapolis and he's just got a beautiful voice. He lives in Africa. He was obsessed with Bob Dylan and he moved to Minneapolis, you know, right, where Bob Dylan's from to build and grow his career. He released a album last year called Tales of America that I could not stop listening to. And uh, no name. Gosh, no name. So powerful. So definitely 
Uh, no name's the artist, by the way. She's a hip hop artist, just just powerful. So check that out. I'm really excited about this. Definitely go save those playlists. Go check out those artists and do whatever you can to support them at all costs. And I promise you the playlist is a banger. I've listened to it several times and I'm going to keep it going. All right. So weekly purchases. Let's see. Here we go. I talk a lot about turning left when the market is going right. And you will hear that in my weekly purchases. I don't give you my weekly purchases to say, here are my top five picks. Buy these cards. That's stupid. I just tell you what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And the why I think is really important. So at the first set of cards that I'm going to share with you, I think are something that it's from something that I talk a lot about, but maybe um, have not talked about these cards. And I guess just time for a quick story. So when I got back into sports cards, I've talked about Zion being a contributing factor, but the probably the biggest influence for me is I am a member of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, which shout out to Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. They're my two favorite guys out there. They're just so passionate. They're pro wrestlers, and they've started this unbelievable community around wrestling figures. Go figure. They in So they have this incredible community. It's run through Facebook. It's fantastic, but I've met so many wrestling fans, so many wrestling figure fans, and Inevitably, people started to break wrestling cards in those groups. And really, that process of opening up Topps wrestling cards and going through that really was like the inspiration initially to that led me to pay attention to Zion and what was happening in the hobby and let me back in. So believe it or not, wrestling cards is kind of the reason why you're listening to Stacking Slabs right now. So I went left when the market was going right on this one, and I bought some undertaker graded cards and so i bought the 91 merlin undertaker rookie a bgs 8 i bought another 91 merlin there's like nine of these merlin cards spanish i bought another one 8.5 um and then there's the other rookie cards are the american ones which is classic so i bought a psa 9 which there's a few of them classic undertaker cards and I did this for several reasons. One, obviously, you've heard me talk about The Undertaker. He's amazing. He's unbelievable. But as I dug into these Undertaker cards, they are, first of all, they're not, in, the ones that exist that are out in market to transact on, they're not in great shape. So there was some slab, the ones on eBay. And so I just bought them up. And I bought, let's see here, I bought those three cards for a little over 100 bucks for all three of them, three separate orders. But to me, it's you so you see what's happening with the Hogan rookie card right now. Undertaker is a transcendent performer. Everybody knows who the Undertaker is. You watch wrestling or not. So for me, as a wrestling fan and a fan of the Undertaker and a fan of making investments, I bought some slabbed Undertaker cards. And I don't think I'm gonna stop because I don't see an Undertaker rookie card at for 42 bucks. That's a rare and a graded at 8.5. It's got freaking Undertaker and just 91, he's got his gloves on, and Paul Bear sitting there with the urn waking him up. Good God, like, those are my most exciting purchases this week. You can hear it in my voice. I cannot I, I cannot wait for those. And that's those cards. I was so excited. I've not got those cards yet, and I typically don't do this, but I was like, I got to talk about the Undertaker cards right now. That's how jacked up I am. So started with that. I also bought just 
an absurd amount of Hollywood Brown. And I also bought an absurd amount of DK Metcalf. When I finally get all of those back, I'm going to do a segment on just all of the cards and why I bought them. But my, my, my deal is I believe in the receiver market. I believe in those second year guys. Those are two guys in really great situations. Hollywood Brown is going to get 100 targets. Hollywood Brown is a home run hitter. DK Metcalf has Russ Wilson. He's a freak of nature. Go look at his numbers from last year. Matchup nightmare could potentially be that guy is like your emerging like elite receiver. I just think those two teams could both win the Super Bowl. I just low dollar, high reward, big fans of both of those players. And again, like DFS people coming in, those are the people that they're going to be drafting. So I think that that's something everyone should consider. And I think football is one of those things right now where there's a ton of opportunity. And I'm going to share this. I've got some fun stuff too to update next week. I'll wait until I get those cards in hand. But I, I have made some moves on some quarterbacks. I know I said that the prices were a little high. I found some good deals. So I'm going to talk about those next week. I did sell one card and it was definitely tough to see it go, but I sent it in to get graded and it didn't hit the score I wanted. So I sent it, sold it. I sold my Michael Jordan warp speed card. I got 120 bucks for it. Somebody's going to get that card and be happy. It looks great for being a 95 card. I, it, it really does. Jordan's amazing, but I, I, I do not have just the connection points with them that I know the MJ community collector community has. So I hope that goes to a good house and someone who really appreciates that card because it is a great card. All right, let me take a sip of the bang here. I've gone 40 minutes, I think, without stopping. So let me take a quick swig. All right, let that course through my veins for a minute. Here's the deal. So I sent out a Twitter rant this week or past week, and it was something that one night I just kept thinking about all of these things. and I couldn't sleep. And this is a part of my, uh, this is a flaw I have. I think a lot about things that I care about and where there's opportunities. A lot of that is, you know, my family, care about my family. I care a lot about my professional job and what I'm doing and the, how the people around me are operating and making sure that we are all on the same page and aligned and communicating and trying to all strive for that common goal. And then in the hobby, it has really opened up my mind to so many inefficiencies, so many like not so great things that are happening. And I I literally couldn't close my eyes. And I just like, I had to get up, walk around. And I like something for me is like, because I've got this ambitious mindset and my wheels are always spinning on everything, like I have to manage that. And so like part of that is I listen to a lot of ambient music. If you're an ambient music listener and you're in the card and you're in the hobby or you're listening to Stacking Slabs, drop into my DMs. I go really deep on it. I'm into a lot of stuff, left of center stuff on the ambient music front. But ambient music definitely helps calm me and puts me in bed. So I definitely did not want to fire out a bunch of tweets at like 3.30 in the morning. So I sat on it, waited until the next morning. But part of it, it just centered around like just maybe some people that, like I said, I'm not a watchdog. I don't want to be that, but I want to bring awareness. But to me, like, I really like believe that Stacking Slabs is a place where if you're coming back into the hobby, like you can come listen to a Stacking Slabs episode and at least have a takeaway that you can 
you know, take with you as you're trying to communicate with people, buy cards. Like my intentions here is for the new people in the hobby to get some value so that they're excited about what they're doing and so that they stay in the hobby. So the biggest question and the biggest thing is missing from a lot of this is understanding the why behind what people are talking about. I think that's a big gap. Why are you sharing this information? Like what is getting you to share this with your audience? Like that's one thing that I think is a a, a big gap. I think like first and foremost, I'm going to say this because I think people are going to be like, is, is it bad that I do this? And I think it's 100% okay to pay somebody if they're adding value. I pay Breaker Culture every month because Ty has a great Discord community and he provides really great data on the market and he cuts it in a way and presents it in a way that is different from everyone else. And I take that information with with me and it gets me to think. And so I know he's grinding and working hard at adding value. We've we've interacted several times. And so for that, I'm getting value out of the relationship. He's getting value out of the relationship by getting my reoccurring payments every month. So there, that is a relationship that I am happy to pay for. And I think if there are certain things out there in the market that you're getting value from and you're happy about, totally cool. For me on this show, I'm not going to one day put up some sort of paywall or whatever and you're just going to be like, what's this all about? Like, that's not what I'm about. Like, I am, of course, like, I believe if I'm spending all of my time doing stacking slabs, of course, inevitably, I'd love to look for opportunities where I can monetize where I'm at. That's not my focus right now. And again, this is me being real and authentic. My focus is building an audience around these topics that I talk about because I'm passionate about it. And I know if I build this audience and I know people feel good about stacking slabs and what we're doing, and this becomes a, a community of people around that are passionate about similar topics, I know like there'll be opportunities on the backside of that. So that's for me. And there might be things along the way like, hey, I got some stacking slabs gear for sale. I got some flat bills. I got masks. I got dope t-shirts. Like, hint, hint. Like, I might be doing that. I might be getting some stacking slabs gear where you as the listener can say, oh, that's a dope shirt. Like, I'm going to go to his store and I'm going to go buy that. Like, totally cool. Like, that, those things I think are no-brainers. I like to evolve in that. It's just good brand extension. It's good marketing for what we're doing. But, like, I think just, like, really you have to think a lot about what you're getting if you're paying someone. And I think at its core, I've met so many people in this hobby that have helped me out so much. And I, I the list could, could go on forever. It really could. And most of those people I'm having on the show, okay? So there's a connection point there. Part of your, their, people are giving me value and I believe in what they're doing. And I don't just, br- I bring people on Stacking Slabs because there's an alignment between what they're doing and what I'm doing. And at the core, this is going to sound crazy, but at the core, I think the most intelligent people that I'm paying attention to, that I'm interacting with, are people who actually watch sports, okay? I don't think that's something that we, we should all be taking, taking for granted, okay? I think, obviously, right now, you can't watch sports, but you know what I mean. I think there's some people out there that are pushing stuff that don't actually watch sports. And again, I lean on 
my background and what I do. I study psychology. I study human behavior. I read and study people. I trust my instincts on what I see. I feel very strongly about that. So these are just some observations I'm making. All right, let's get to the rant. It's five things, and these are the five things that I think that I'm I'm seeing right now that are pissing me off, and I want them to stop. And the only way I think they can stop is just to bring awareness that they're happening and make sure that everyone who's listening to this podcast really understands and is aware and vigilant. So number one, do not let reactionary perspective on eBay sales or Instagram posts of recent purchases guide your or, uh, transactions. And then I said, ever play Lemmings on Sega, okay? Lemmings, shout out to people. When I posted that, I got a couple messages about Sega Genesis. Man, Streets of Rage, how about that? Barkley, Shut Up and Jam, David Robinson, Supreme Court. Oh man, hours on end just playing those games. Mortal Kombat on Sega was better than Super Genesis or Super Nintendo because it had blood. Come on, we all, all my Sega people out there, what's up? But really, like, I think like there is so much like market analysis on these are people you should buy because this is what's happening on eBay. And I think one thing that like just is very very bad in the hobby is that people are trying to take information of eBay transactions, which it has a place, but they're trying to say like, this is what you should be doing, or this is what's happening because of these, where I think like the helpful information is, hey, everybody, I think that Aaron Holiday is a really good player. And I think he's undervalued right now because his prisms are low. And I think he is just figured out that he is probably more of a six man role. And I think the organization just realized that he can really fill it up. You should be looking at Aaron Holiday because his prices are really cheap on his silvers. And then things happen like Victor doesn't play and now Aaron Holiday has more usage. Like being proactive and prospecting players and sharing that information, that's what I love to do. And that's what I share here. Am I always right? Absolutely not. I'm never always right. Like we don't know that, but I'm just saying based on what I'm seeing and reading and think how you can jump a couple steps ahead. I think like there's not that many people that are like going all in on that side. And I think like most of it is just this like eBay sales. This is what's trending. This is what you should be doing. Or, hey, this guy who's like super popular on social media posted these cards. So let's go check it out. Like, I think that just is one thing that I think it can it can be put to bed because I don't think it's helpful I think that there's this other mindset within this bucket of everybody's thinking about buying and selling on the short term. Not everyone, excuse me. I don't mean to generalize, but I think that's the way information is presented. Where I think, where I talked about Aaron Holiday, it's like, yeah, you might see short term gains from him, but I'm more thinking about him from a long term perspective. So I think something is, we, sure. we, there's my Siri talking to me. I think that one thing we can just do and think more about is just, Come from a place of abundance. Make sure you're vigilant when you're listening to people talk about what to buy and what to do. And um, think about things more from a long-term perspective. Second bullet is, I think there's a place for this guy's in a documentary or this guy has a social media presence. But I don't think that is paramount of watching game film, understanding contract terms, understanding other on-the-quarter field factors. I think like this is really important because this is where it comes in where I think we all need to be students. We all need to understand like the player and their position on the teams and what's happening in the market. 
I think this is really important. And this is where I went and said, like, I'm not sure like everybody's like who's has a platform and who's talking actually watches sports. I think that if you're listening to people talk on that are creating content and it sounds rehearsed or it sounds like they're reading off of a piece of paper, like it's totally okay to reference a piece of paper for bullet points on stats and this and that. But if you feel like it's manufactured, it probably is manufactured and that's probably not information that you should take, okay? Like the real information and the real good information on prospects are coming from people that are doing the work and putting in the time. And the people that I'm promoting on this show and the content that they're creating are people that I trust and those are people that I know are putting in the work. So that's something like guest documentaries can see a bump in price and someone who has a good social media presence can see a bump in price but I think like if you're thinking if you're in this game for the long term, you got to think more about their performance and then the post performance in their career. And if there's Hall of Fame opportunity and then obviously when unfortunately when players pass, those are like the, the periods of time where cards increase or de- decrease. So I just think it's being very, very careful on that front. The next one is just never pay people for picks. Just don't do that. If you're doing that, like just stop. I've talked to a lot of people this week and I I just am finding out that that's a thing and it just freaking blows my mind. That's not good. That stuff going on in the hobby is just not good. These people, people who are charging you for their picks are, that's absurd. Like you could be spending your money elsewhere. Like don't do that. Just like stop, please. All right. The next one is make sure that you have a community of people that are you have a community of people that are in the hobby that are in it for the right reasons that you're interacting with regularly you will learn a ton all those people that i've mentioned whether it's chris from house of jordans whether it's jordan from sport card analytics chris who's from sport card physical therapy pt like all these people like i'm like dming we're talking we're engaging and like this is really really important i'm getting information i'm getting their perspective and their perspective, I appreciate because I know they're in it for the right reasons. I know they're doing the work and I know they have really good information. They help validate stuff that I'm thinking. And it's just, I think it's so important whether it's a Discord group. So Discord group that I think is very, very solid. I think it ties breaker culture to Discord group is solid. I think it's solid because it's not a bunch of people just like selling stuff. People do sell stuff and there's always a place, but it's not a bunch of people just like, word vomiting everywhere. It's people who are just like super passionate and super thoughtful. So like make sure whether it's direct messages, Instagram or a discord community, make sure you're finding a network of people because that will really help you and it'll level you up. And that's can't be understated. And the final bullet is lean into your superpower. We all have them and it will make the hobby better as a whole. If you lean into your superpower, Chris from house of Jordan's, Guy is obsessed with charting cards, seeing where they've been, where they've come from. You listen to the episode. It's impressive. I don't have that. I'm not going to get on here and act like I have that. I don't have those chops, but he does, and he leans into it. Hell, he's even started his own platform because of it. That is an awesome freaking story, and there's so many angles in this hobby, and I think not being general with it, not like not just saying stuff just because you feel like you have to say stuff. That's that's silly. So uh, one I just got to call out, and this guy, he is going to be on a future episode, and it is one of my favorite new content creators, is 
Andy, who's the sport card investigator. You can find him on YouTube and Instagram at sport card investigator. This guy, just an amazing story. He's a former retired DEA agent, and he is using that superpower and that experience to operate in the hobby and make decisions. And you've got to go check out his last video. It's He coined it. I don't have the name in front of me, but it's a movie. And it's a satire where, again, I love it because it's it's entertainment and it's helpful, where he plays the scenario of somebody making or him researching Marvin Bagley. And he goes through all these different persona types based on being a DEA agent and talks about an informant and really the way he captures this piece of content on the current state of the market is exactly what I'm talking about right here. So go check out Andy. He is just awesome guy. I'm having him on. He's going to be on. So we got Mike from Wax Pack Hero on this Friday. I've already committed. I'm getting Andy on. We're going to talk about his background as a DEA agent, his superpowers and flexing into that into the hobby. It's really good stuff. So just a quick recap, drop the reactionary eBay transactional sales conversation. Not helpful. We need more people talking about prospecting and why. Do the work. It's what my t-shirt says that I'm wearing today. Do the work. Talk more about on-court stuff, less about documentaries coming out. Never pay someone for pics. Please don't do that. Find community of people that are in it for the right reasons. Lean into your superpowers. We all have them. We all have differentiators. The hobby needs you to do that so we can all learn from you. Go do that. I hope that was helpful. Hopefully everyone's being vigilant, being cautious, not being a sheep, not following everyone else. Turn left when the market is going right, everybody. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button. Can I ask you for a five-star review? Please, if you're liking Stacking Slabs, please drop me one. I could use it. I love it. I love all you listeners out there, everyone engaging with me. I've had so much fun. I'm so passionate about this project. It really changed my life. It's given me something to do that I really believe in. And I'm inspired each and every week when I connect with you and new people. It's so much fun. Everyone, take care of your house. Take care of the people around you. That's really important. Happy collecting. Happy investing. Talk to you again real, real soon.